Welcome back. Talk million dollar careers. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. What's going on in San Diego? Uh, it's beautiful. I love the fall here. It's crisp. We get all the benefits of fall and none of the impending sense of doom that I used to get from living in Iowa. California at the beach. When are you guys going to get done counting votes? You think <laughs> the most progressive, technically advanced state in the nation. <laughs> uh, count, could if count. If there's anything votes. that'll make you lose faith in humanity, it's, uh, it's a political <laughs> system. I have, I, I am reading the, uh, I'm reading the Sovereign Individual right now, which is a 25 year old book at this point. Okay. Um, yeah, that that will, uh, that is very illuminating and a very good book to let go of any any aspirations you have that the political process will change anything, and putting all of your hope in huge technological movements that have way more ability to affect change so i'm uh it's, yeah it's, it's really really great book so I'm, I'm getting into that and uh yeah that's what's going on in california so i think we uh i think we are the ones that are responsible for the republicans taking control of the house because kevin kiley up in northern california like a rural district yeah. i guess they just counted the votes for him and he won so that tips the favor in the house in favor of republicans or something like that so that's that's where we stand we have a divided government, but it's interesting you said that. I was just reading LinkedIn today, and it was it was, it was interesting you talk about the political process versus processes in general. Mm -hmm. And this lady wrote, you know, was was sort of wrote, you know, put a post up on LinkedIn, and I read it, and it was interesting because she was talking about she was from the England, and she was talking about, you know, basically soccer cleats are made for men. And because they're made for men and adapted for women, there's a higher degree of injury to young girls. Okay. Makes sense. Okay. You know, I can make sense to me. Okay. But here's the deal. There's a problem. And for every problem in the world, there is a fix. There is a profitable fix. Mm -hmm. And there is a profitable fix that will change society for the better. Yeah. Yeah. So it comes down to who do you trust more? You know, 535 politicians in the House and the Senate and <laughs> a couple knuckleheads in the White House, be they Republican or Democrat, mm -hmm. or, you know, people who actually go to work, think about things that need fixing and get them fixed. Yeah. Far, far more trusting of those people. We call them problem solvers, change makers. Problem whatever. solvers. And that's yeah. why I love the small or I love the small business person. Mm -hmm. Because the small business person is like out there every day, you know, rise and grind. <laughs> I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go fix somebody's problem so that I can mm -hmm. make a living and feed my family. That's right. Make hay while the sun shines. Make hay All while right. the sun shines. I love let's that. get into turnarounds. So um we were talking a little bit about uh, the football season, which you haven't paid as much attention to, but there was something really significant that happened over the last week, right? Which mm -hmm. is the Indianapolis Colts is a struggling franchise, very similar to, you know, any kind of struggling mid-level, you know, mm -hmm. multi, multi, multi-million dollar company. So they fire the coach and they install someone from their past that has ties to the past, but has no head coaching experience. Very similar to maybe promoting somebody from another company that has no CEO experience and expecting them to essentially turn around uh, this an ailing franchise. It very, has a lot of similarities to J.C. Penny bringing in Ron Johnson. We talked a little bit about that before we hit record. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about turnarounds. So from the perspective of a million dollar career, a turn like becoming a turnaround CEO can be mm -hmm. super lucrative, right? The, you said private equity is always looking for them. There's stock options involved. I mean, mm -hmm. this is a lucrative yep. niche, but what does it actually take to successfully turn around a struggling company? A lot of chaos. 
<laughs> Slightly controlled. And I'm chaos, not. No, I'm not. I'm not, jo- I, I'm not. I'm not joking. It's chaos. It's okay. it's stress. It's chaos. Okay. It is. Yeah, but it's it's life. It's reality, and and this is what you know. You, uh, uh, Domino's Pizza. You know, they hired a turnaround guy when there's, you know, they need it. Yeah, their 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 pizza sucked. I haven't had a Domino's pizza in years. Oh man, you're missing out. Their since pizza, the turnaround has been good. But, but since the turnaround, but they even got on TV and they were like, you know, our recipe is really not good. Our pizzas don't taste very good. <laughs> yeah, you get it in 30 minutes or less, but who the heck wants a crummy pizza in 30 minutes or less, right? So okay. they hired a turnaround guy. And I so can't rich, think of his Rich name. Allison. Does that sound rich? Right? Al- uh, rich I Allison. think so. Uh, okay. You know, and and now he just got poached. Mm-hmm. Turned around Domino's. His day is his, his. You know, it's it's time to turn around. You know, the the Titanic has been patched up and is sailing down to New York. He's fixed it, mm-hmm. and now he's going to Burger King. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, they could definitely use it. Def Burger King is a colossal trade wreck. Yeah. So what do you, okay. you know, look, when you're turning Twitter, Twitter has been a failing business for mm-hmm. 10 years that Twitter has been in existence. It hasn't made a dime. Its product really isn't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get on it because it's nothing more than a forum of, in my opinion, it's nothing more than a forum of hate and discontent. 30% of the content is nothing but bots out of China. <laughs> um, so Elon comes in and spends $44 billion. And what's he doing? He's blowing the whole thing up. Mm-hmm. And the noise is not about, you know, I find it funny. It's the noise is not about, you know, the 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 one person, the single person who's created more shareholder value than any other entrepreneur on the face of the planet buys Twitter. And no one is saying, can he turn this thing into another SpaceX, another PayPal, another Tesla? You know, something great. Mm-hmm. They're all talking about, oh, he's going to fire people. And what's Twitter going to look like? And this is a calamity. It's a disaster. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. You know, look, I, I understand that people are going to get laid off. The company loses like $40 million a day or $4 million, something, $4 million a day. I mean, you got to cut costs. Mm-hmm. You just cut a million dollars a month in free food out. <laughs> what? A, a million dollars in free food? A million bucks a month. No way. And he he averaged it out to a per meal basis. It was $400 per meal because they were serving food to people who weren't showing up to the office. Wow. So every day, you know, someone would come in and they cook all this food, uh-huh. but they're all working from home. So nobody shows up. So all the food just goes a million bucks a month. Oh my God. But for some reason, everybody's focusing on this. Right. Where if you had a vision... You're looking at, all right, what's he going to do? He's going to come in and Elon's going to be Elon. He's going to blow everything up. He's going to change the culture. The culture probably needs changing. Yeah. He's going to make it a pay for service. He's going to figure out how to get all the bots off the platform, if that's Mm. possible. I don't know. I'm not a tech person. Yeah. But he's going to be, he's going to figure that out. And he's saying engineering now is a major engineering is going to be more important than product development right now mm, okay he's got a plan right yeah you know? which from his perspective makes sense because he's looking at it going like hey this is a this is essentially a broken product we got to fix it first before we can 
Yeah, and he's telling all he's telling all his employees, he's like, Hey, look, you know, this is a turnaround. I need yeah. your commitment. If you're gonna stay, I need your commitment to stay. I got $44 billion of my own money tied up in this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's probably he probably wants to see. Yeah, think about any small business owner. Mm-hmm. All right, let's take that from not Elon, but put that down to a small business owner. You know, and the small business owner says, I've I've got my own capital in this thing. I'm hiring people. You know, if I'm paying you 25 bucks an hour, I need 40 bucks an hour of productivity out of you. Mm-hmm. That's that's called capital. That's called capitalism. That that's what makes an entrepreneur. That's what you know, the difference between an entrepreneur and an employee and an employee. An employee shows up. And and I think that those trade, I think that that concept is is getting overlooked. And mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. So when we were chatting about this before we hit record, here is the things that you kind of threw out off the cuff. Elements of a successful turnaround. So you've got culture, which you've mentioned, right? It's going to take a lot for someone like Musk to turn around the culture. Ron Johnson at JCPenney tried to turn around the culture. It sounds like he didn't do it successfully, but he also got what another element wrong, which is the product, right? So you've got I think culture, he forgot his customers. People, I think he product. I don't think he understood his customers. Well, clearly not. Yeah. And then the playbook. So culture, people, product, and playbook were the things that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So so Ron Johnson got the product wrong because he didn't understand the customers. Musk is trying to fix the product at Twitter along with the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Um and then you've got people. There's going to be a lot like Musk is having to fire and let go of a lot of people because there was mm-hmm. just sounds like there was just bloat and a lot of, you know, unreasonable expectations for how easy work should be. Right. And mm-hmm. he needs people that uh, that are showing up with the intention to work and create more value than they than they take home. Right. Mm-hmm. OK, so you've got culture, people, product and play. What do you mean by playbook, by the way? Playbook strategy. What's strategy. the strategy? Got it. You know me, I'm an aviation guy. When I showed up to Gulfstream, you know, Gulfstream aircraft. It was 72 hours from closing its door. It was going bankrupt. In, in, in the early 1990s, it was 72 hours from closing its doors in bankruptcy. The guys at Falcon Jet, literally, I know a guy who was, who was a senior leader up at Falcon Jet. They were doing a jig. They're like, yeah, Gulfstream's going out of business. More for us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dancing. Okay. And Ted Forsman was an investment banker out of our private equity guy. Comes out of, uh, you know, comes out of uh, New York. And okay. Ted was a character, mm-hmm. much like Musk. Yeah. A successful character. Mm-hmm. And he liked the brand. He liked the Gulfstream brand. He owned a Gulfstream jet. So he comes mm-hmm. in and he brings him, you know, he, he buys the company out of essentially buys the company out of bankruptcy. Okay. And then he did this. He goes and hires some of the best executives he goes and hires a guy named fred bryden back to run uh to run uh, operations he brings in a lady named chris davis out of ge fred and chris come out of ge they bring in another guy out of ge to mm-hmm. to to kind of be a, a partner to chris um they bring in a guy named bill boister another guy named brian moss and they created this management team and then the management team brings in Probably the best guy named Press Henny, the best aircraft designer. I want to say, you know, designer, program manager. They bring him out of Boeing. He's phenomenal. Bring in an incredible manufacturing guy. And they just build this team of high caliber, high horsepower individuals. And then they tell the workers, they're like, hey, look, we're not here to screw around. This is a turnaround. We've got 4,000 jobs on the line. We're betting our own money, our own capital. 
And it was a pretty, it was an intense environment. I mean, so that was kind of the playbook. Let's bring in the right people. You know, they compensated the, the hell out of, you know, all those people made just trash loads of money. And I don't care yeah. that they made trash loads of money. They made trash loads of money and they deserved it. Yeah. And, you know, basically what they did, you, know, you look at Gulfstream today, 30 years later, employs 13,000 people in Savannah, Georgia. Mm-hmm. It delivers a couple hundred airplanes a year. It's the, you know, top brand and it's makes a pile of money. That's a turnaround. Was, Do you feel like he got all of those elements right? Culture, people, playbook, product? Culture was, you know, culture, we're going to go from a sleepy little South Georgia Savannah company, which mm-hmm. it was, to mm-hmm. one of a high-intensity, high-impact, highly-focused manufacturer of airplanes. Mm-hmm. It was a sales. That's a radical change. It was a sales machine. I'll tell you how, I mean, it was it was brutal. <laughs> Yeah, well, because you were a sales guy in that machine, right? Well, I was I wasn't necessarily the guy at the pointy end of the spear, but I was but but it was brutal. And you were working, you were you were you were working, you know, 12 hours a day and mm-hmm. you're happy. Yeah, it's like, all right, I got a job to do. And it was it was it was the you know okay. but you could see the success, but you could see the success. Mm-hmm. So the, the the people were changed, the 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 culture was changed, it became one of sleepy little company to execution. Mm-hmm. The product, they bet the bank on new products. Okay. They just continually delivered new products on time, on budget, expanded. So the product was good. And that was a perfect turnaround. That's a classic aerospace turnaround right there. That's what Boeing Mm. needs right now. Is it? Oh, my God. Mm. Don't get me started. (laughs) Okay. So who, who is the right person? So let's say you're an A player. You're at a company right now. You are you're in the C-suite, and you're going. What's the next step, right? Mm-hmm. I could I could stay in this company that I'm at, and I could I could wait for somebody to leave or die or whatever, and hopefully I get a shot at the CEO spot, or mm-hmm. I could look to go to a great company and jump to the C-suite over there, and you know see if I can get into this the the CEO chair eventually there, or I could put my hat in the ring for something like that. How do you know if you're the right? Like assume that you're an A player. How do you know if you have the right disposition, character, traits, things like that to go in and be a good turnaround specialist? You remember that poster? It was, it was like an eagle on a branch and it said, patience, my ass. I want to go kill something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you just put turnaround CEO on that poster. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of it. Okay. Yes. So they got to be a, a killer eagle that 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 is impatient, I think it's somebody, is well, Look, I, I think it's one. It's got to be a good leader. I yeah. mean, it's 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 somebody who can understand. It's, it's somebody who can you know, you think about. Look, it's Patton. It's you know, it's you know, it, it's it's Patton. It's MacArthur. Mm. It's mm. you know, people who can Nimitz. You know, different management styles. Um, Jack Welch to some degree, you know, to a mm-hmm. big degree. Jack, they were they were all pretty. I don't want to say they were, they were like, you knew what you were getting. They, they, you know, they, you know, they had a management style that got people to rise to the occasion. No excuses. We got to, we, you know, this is the goal. This is the mission. We got to get there. Failure is not an option. So you, it's somebody who's got to be able to lead, to be able to, to, to have that style, to be able to do that. And who's comfortable getting out in front of, 
you know, 500, 1,000, 10,000 people, whatever the company is. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, all right, we're going to make a lot of hard decisions. Um, there's right ways and there's wrong ways to do it. Mm-hmm. We're going to make, you know, we're going to make hard decisions, but I'm going to, I'm going to clearly, I'm going to clearly outline the goal of the company. Here's the vision for what we're going for. Mm-hmm. And you got And here's the purpose. So now you have vision, you have purpose, you're able to make the hard decisions. Yeah, that's the per that's the person who and and look, I don't mind that somebody's money motivated. No, of course not. I don't mind, yeah. Hey, look, you know, everybody says, yeah, the CEO gets a lot of money. Well, CEO of a failing company that may not be in business in three years unless something changes radically, if they make a lot of money, I don't care. Mm-hmm. And and all the people that they bring in and they if they motivate them to make a pile of money. I'm okay with that too. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. You're taking a big chance, you know, I mean, look at Ron Johnson and his legacy for all the success he had leading up to JC Penny. That's what everybody knows him for now. Like that's a big deal. When you mm-hmm. put your, your ass on the line, your reputation on the line, your, your good name on the line to go take over a struggling company, you're taking a huge, huge mm-hmm. chance. Anyway. How about Steve jobs when he was hired back at Apple? Yeah visionary and not necessarily the easiest guy to get along with. Probably you know, a lot of people would just say, Hey, not my cup of tea. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of stronger words than that, but the guy was a visionary. Yeah. And now you think about what Apple does today. It employs hundreds of thousands of people. It drives billions of dollars of economic value. It's changed lives as far as, mm-hmm. you know, you think about the music industry or app creator, you know, app yeah. creators. Mm-hmm. And you think about everything that Apple has done to the tech industry. Okay, the guy may have been a, a jerk, but you know, he had a vision, people followed the vision, right? Yeah. I mean, exactly. I think that's a lot of what it if you have people out that's you know, that's what it takes to to be a leader. And it's people who can manage up and who can manage down and get you know, get the canoe rowing in the right direction. Love it. Okay, let's finish up with uh how do people get in contact with you? Let's say they're an A player. They're looking to make a move. 910-231-4037 is my phone. Craig at NorthStarESG.com. I'm all over the internet. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is definitely a great place. You can get uh, get in touch with you directly. So, Craig, it's fun as always. As always, Matt. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly, Craig at NorthStarESG.com. Or check us out at www.northstaresg.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pittman.